Is that my introduction? Well, Hi, no, how are no, you, no. Joe? Nice to see you today. Welcome to Shady Pines. And happy Pines. Easter, all of you. <laughs> Welcome to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girl Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 9, titled, uh, inappropriately, Blanche and the Younger Man, because it's not really, that's not really the episode's about. First, from the podcast Catching Up, please say, now you have pretzel dust to Mike Lawson. Hello, Mike Lawson. Hello. Hello. Good to see you guys. Good to I'm see excited you guys. to do this one. Yeah, this is a good one to talk about. Uh, oh, God. You know, I just thought about it right now. I feel this is the jo- episode Joe gets beat up on. Shit. I, just, I really did just think about that right now. Why? Why? Oh. <laughs> Dating younger guys and no. then find out they just think of you as a parent. Oh. <laughs> I actually have a story about that. All right. And this is shocking. And from the <laughs> podcast Cocktails and Cream Puffs, please order a watercress salad with two lemon wedges for Joey Boohecker. Hello. Oh, Jesse. I didn't see that on the menu. I'll have that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's funny that you met, that you mentioned the title of this based on what it's uh, – I remember this in mind's eye as being so much more about uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Blanche dating that younger man. Yeah, I, you're right. I – Totally thought it was so much more about mm-hmm. that. I agree. I Isn't that it, funny? it was. I, mean, I'm t- I had to take notes, and I take notes of the beats and stuff like that. And I started to realize, I go, "This is really a Blanche. Not, I mean, a Rose episode. This isn't a Blanche episode. Yeah, Rose uh, Blanche is the B story, and they somehow yeah. for some reason tied. Maybe because they couldn't come up with a snappy title for, you know, um, but uh, maybe they could call it like Mommy Rosiest or something. But well, uh, what's interesting though is that I think we are due for a Blanche episode in the order. So mm-hmm. that may. What was last episode that we watched? I'm sorry. The last episode uh, was the burglary, but that wasn't really about a specific person. Oh yeah, yeah it was Rose. a Rose. That was, was a Rose, Rose episode. So it was it was time for a Blanche episode. Maybe they realized that they're like, oh, this is supposed to be a Blanche episode, but. But you never know how much is cut out and how much more they then. Oh, this is more interesting. Let's actually do the summary now so that we can jump right sure. into it. Okay. Uh, when Rose's dynamic mother comes to Miami for a visit, it becomes apparent to everyone that Rose needs to lay off and stop smothering her energetic mother who just wants to live life. By the way, Alma Lindstrom is the name of the mother. Rose yes. eventually goes overboard, scolding her mother to, for her lifestyle choices in front of a large group. Alma, enraged, says that she plans to leave and go to Texas to visit Rose's brother sooner than planned. However, after Rose admits her behavior is out of fear of her mother's death, Alma, Alma forgives her and they reconcile. They briefly fight again when Alma admits that she dated and moved in with a much younger man, a farmhand named Ben, for three years. However, Rose takes her mother's happiness into consideration and they reconcile almost immediately. Meanwhile, Blanche is shocked 
when her jazzercise instructor, Dirk, asks her out for a date. She's concerned because he's half her age and she does all she can to make herself look younger in order to keep up with him, including vitamin regimens and exercises that she is too old to safely perform. However, when Blanche goes on her date, she realizes that she, the age gap is too wide for the relationship to work because I'm, I'm reading the summary from the wiki. Which is bullshit. Yeah, which it's not really what it is. It's because he says... He's not interested. Yeah, (laughs) he's only interested in the French. She and Dirk have nothing in common, and Dirk admits that Blanche reminds him of her mother, who lives far away. Uh, Let's go with Lawson, who's been a little quiet here. Lawson, what was your... Before you... Don't give your cheesecakes yet, but what was your impression of this overall episode? It's an okay episode. I don't... If I could briefly... I don't... I didn't pick up that the, the young man wasn't into Blanche. I just felt that he wanted to fuck her because he had a mother thing. Oh, I didn't oh, get that really? at all. I didn't get that at all. I didn't. I just didn't pick up that you. What do you mean you didn't get that? You're getting more than I'm getting. No, like I literally just uh, everything they said. I took at word. You're reading that. Oh, you additionally thought he wasn't into her, but he never said that. Those well, words he said you remind me of my mother. I enjoy spending time with you because I miss my mother. Yeah. My point is that he didn't ever say he wasn't into her romantically or didn't want to fuck her. Those words well, weren't said. Yeah, True. but I don't think it was ever intended. I think he asked her out to dinner to spend time with a, uh, a woman who reminded her of his mother. I, don't, I think that Blanche misunderstood the intentions of the date in general. It was more of a, a friend date as opposed to, I want to bang my mother. Yeah. So you and, guys and by are the way, by the way, something that wasn't dark said, spot, so you Very dark spot, Mike, that you're taking this. I just think that he still was into her, and she just was like, "Oh, I don't want to get be a old no, woman she that's like." Even, she even said he. She even said he wasn't interested in me. It was horrible. It didn't go well. I didn't, when she I comes just, back from a date from the kitchen, that's when she sits down and discusses that. Yeah, he but she was interested. kind of like fibbing, not fibbing, but like she was kind of like telling them, like, "Oh, it just it just didn't work," you know. Like, I just didn't pick up on what you guys are picking up. Anyway, she says he wasn't, pull, I feel old. He wasn't interested in me. Let me pull up that last scene. Let me pull up that last scene because I don't remember, and that this, this will kind of settle it. Because I remember, I know what you guys, I remember exactly like what you guys remember about the date. Uh, and I think there's an interpretation thing there. But let me go to that last. You guys can keep talking, but I'm going to pull up that last yeah. scene. Yeah. And the last part, what I'm saying, when she comes in and she's like, oh, whatever, it didn't work out. I think the tone of what she's saying is very important because I felt like she was kind of like, oh, it just was like. You know, no, I, didn't. I I disagree. Here, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, I think Mike's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have fucked her if she let him. Nope, I don't feel that at all. I almost want to go back to the even the date. To, oh, to the was, date? Um, okay, we can do that. Hold on. Whoa. Yeah. I remember when this was going to be a short episode. So while we're doing that, I'm going to put out a discussion point. Uh, I know that. Tell me when you're ready, Joe, and I'll just stop talking. Go ahead. Okay, I see what you're saying, yeah. But make your discussion point. I know that um, a lot of the credit, how the way credit is done in shows and star credit and stuff, and shut that kid up, is done based on, it's just different credit that they get. Um, Like, uh, B. Arthur managers probably got her to get top billing, etc. Not important. But the more I watch the show, I really tend to wonder sometimes if the Golden Girl had three leading ladies or it really is four. Like, what relegates Estelle Getty to, to, um, and with Estelle Getty, you know, as a supporting 
because the, as the season go, show goes on, I feel like she's just as important and, and valuable. So do you think that was just a credit thing because of their, because of who they are or do you, or what do you think? No, I think it's Joe? 100, I think it's 100% a credit thing because of who they are. And, um, uh, but by this point but, you do agree that it's really four stars. It's not. Yeah. But I think, well, and, and I think, I think I remember reading that it does change eventually. I mean, after season one or two or something like that, that they, it goes to, she's a regular cast member, but for sure negotiated by that's something that's always ugh, it's crazy. Uh, okay. I'm at the dinner scene right here. Um, and, uh, let me see, let's play it right here. I'm going to, I fix the volume. I hope it's not too loud. Here we go. The museum. I love art. Me too. I love lifting it. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I used to unload the trucks, and I don't know why, but lifting those. You know, I lowered the volume a little bit. Really Did she not voice. know he was dumb before this? Fascinating. Put that down, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Read any good books lately? Pumping iron. Pumping iron. I saw the movie too, but I don't think it did the book justice. By the way, quick question: Hot or not hot? Mike Lawson, go. Um, eighties hot. Boo hacker. I was going to use the exact same term. I was going to use the exact same term. Eighties hot. Could it? You're right. I really like being with you. Well, thank you, Doug. I like the way you sound and the way you look. Well, thank you, Doug. <laughs> you remind me of my mother. She lives in Seattle, and I haven't seen her for about three years. But when I'm with you, I kind of feel like I'm home with Mom. And I want to bury my dick in you. I don't get that at all, Mike, and that's kind of creepy. That's where you go. Okay, it's, it's, I'm not the creep. He's the creep, you know? Okay, now we're going to go to that last scene. All right, here we go. We're almost there. Here, I think back this is right here. Here we go. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, wait a minute. What? What's the matter? What happened? See, she's oh, playing coy. Dirk was a disaster. He was looking for a mother, not a lover. <laughs> See, that's the line right there. That's what she's saying, though. That no, doesn't mean he no, wouldn't no. Her. Why would she say that? He th- he thought I was his mother. Blanche would never, unless it was true, say he thought he he thought of me as his mother. He she said he was looking for a mother, not a lover. Unless he said it, I just am not believing it, so. Okay, sure. Let me play out the scene here. I think it's sweet. You would, Betty Crocker. <laughs> I think it's sweet you wanted to fuck his mother. Would also be not a rose David. <laughs> I'm just a little depressed. For the first time in my life, I feel over 40. You know why that is, honey? Why? You're over fifty. You're over 50. <laughs> okay, stop there. Um. All right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily settled. Uh, you don't. She said he's looking for a mother, not a lover. But she doesn't. That that's her opinion of kind of. What and this he is was also after. your opinion that you think that he wants to fuck his mother. This is so stupid. These are fake people. I that's just how okay. what I read in the script. Okay. I'm starting to side with Joe that he is a serial killer <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> Boo Hecker. Uh, look, I'm a Lawson, take your headphones off. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. Else. <laughs> Let me. No. Tell me when to come back. Okay. Okay. Haven't you learned? I'm so glad that I'm on a different coast because I know that look in his eyes and it makes yeah. me nervous. No, don't you know that Mike Lawson has a thing where he cannot be told that he's wrong. If you tell him he's wrong in any way, and he's admitted this, he flips the fuck out. So you have like to, he's doing right now. He's throwing he, stuff. Where is he? I don't, is he throwing stuff really? Yeah. Oh no, he's not even in this. How are we going to tell him if he's back or not? I don't know. So <laughs> like. Look at the thing about game night guys. Like you, oh, I know. Yeah. So like, if you fight with him, he doesn't want to fight. Especially he does. He's, I mean, he's in, like, here's the thing: way. we weren't on the date. Blanche was on the date, and Blanche said that he wasn't interested in a lover. He was interested in a mother. I'm not going to engage in this conversation. Of course, I, you are. I, <laughs> I have an advanced degree. I have a law yeah. degree, but the law is not for legal. It's like law stuff. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, all right. When he comes back, I'll play. I'll off. text him. I'll text him. Let me text him. Like I was like, oh, boo! Heck this is me. the moment where it's just either going to get worse. Or... I, think, I think he's in the mood. I think he's in the mood. So we'll... I noticed. Yeah, he is not big on so Easter. Here, here's what we'll do. I know he's it's all those Christians he... getting together that makes him upset. Well, he doesn't like a dead person coming back. Oh wait, here he is. Um. Anyway, so beat up on me. Okay, beat up on me. Here we go. That makes complete sense. I totally... You're right. No, he does, want, he does want to bone her. I got it. Well, I don't know. Lawson, I'm know, glad I you explained that so to dumb. me, Joe. Lawson, I, Lawson, I'm sorry. I hate all, both of you. Well, I, no, Lawson, Joe, ex- Joe explained it to me because Joe said that the couple nights ago, he went out with this woman who reminded him of Betty. And all he wanted <laughs> to do was bone her. <laughs> So I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I think that there's men who want to bone w- women that are like that remind them of their mother. You hear about that a lot. You hear about that with fathers too. And uh-huh. I think her saying like, "Oh, he just wanted a mother," doesn't mean that that wasn't what he was after. That's all the point. Okay, I was so let's make. talk about two different themes here. There are two, and both of them have to do with mothers. They have to do with being very protective, overly protective of your mother and treating them like children. And then there's one. Where you know you want to date your mom, so let's talk about the other one first to get away from that one. Is mm-hmm. what Boo Hecker and I'll talk about me and Betty in a second. Your relationship with your mother is it akin to more? Which is by the way on the show, like Sophia goes to Dorothy. Thank you for not treating me like a like, thank you for treating me like a person, not like a child. But I'm like two episodes ago, Dorothy was overly protective about the high blood pressure medicine. Remember that. Yeah, they were taped out of order, but yes. Uh, oh, even even the bowling—you can't go to you can't yeah. go to Sicily. Yeah, you can't go play with your friends. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it always comes around. I think yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was gonna let her anyway. So, what's your what's your relationship with your mother like? To could you understand Rose's position here? My mom and I are super close, mm-hmm. um, and and I take my mom on a trip every year, so I probably baby her a little bit, just because. I, but at the same time, I've been grooming her to be more strong and independent. Mm-hmm. Which, after taking care of my grandmother for five years, the person that she became was amazing, which I'm very proud of. But I'm very close to my mother, and yeah, I'm protective of her. Of course, I am. Yesterday, I was the first time I left the house. I went. I drove, left the house to go to her house to give her four masks that I got for her. I put her on the door. She's like, "Do you want to come in?" I said, "No." And she's standing at the door, and I'm standing like 10 feet away with a mask on. 
She's like, you can come in. I've cleaned everything. And I said, no. I said, I, I don't know who I've been around. I don't want you to get sick. And, you know, and I stood there for about a half hour and talked to her mm -hmm. from that distance. I said, I'm not taking that chance. Yeah. Lawson, your your relationship with your mom. <laughs> uh, we get along. She lives far, so, like, we only see one another a couple times a year. So mm -hmm. it's not that I baby her at all, but, like, we treat each other like, you know, guests for a little bit. And I feel like if I saw them more, maybe yeah, but don't that you would think, be different. It's so funny. I was thinking, so when if you were in, well, when you were in Phoenix, were you very like, mom, don't do that or, you know, whatever. Or you just kind of let her live her life. I just a little bit, but I feel like maybe I do it a little bit more than like my dad and my sister, just because they're around her all the time. Yeah, and I'm just well, like, can I ask the age difference between you and your mom? Like, how old is your mom? She was born in 1954. She's 65. No, sure. she's 66. Oh, she's and how old are you, Joe? I'm Mike. Um, 39. So okay, so she's. Okay, she's relatively young. How about you, Joe? Uh, my mom is around Mike Lawson's mom's age, so she's, but she's a year older. She's so my mom is sixty. Oh, she had you young, like twenty-one, like 60. yeah. My okay, that that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, though. like, I my, say, like I, my mother is, is my mother was born in fifty-seven, so I think she's what six. She's going to be sixty-three. Mm -hmm. My mother is a young sixty-three. My mom had me when she was twenty-one, and my mom and I are really, really close. Like, but we like we do projects together, we cook together, we entertain together, and like I said, I take her on every year. I take her on a cruise where it's just her, me, and now my brother comes, and we just kind of chill and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because I've seen people in my family you know, Alzheimer's and stuff. So we spend that extra time together. Um, well, you know, so I was actually, uh, I was able to relate to Rose here a lot, actually, because um, one, my mom is just like Elma Lindstrom is very like, I'm independent and I'm going to fuck a prisoner. No, she's like, I'm independent and they don't let, tell me what to do. Blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, my mom, when she's by her, left her own devices, will all of a sudden, you know, crash into a sidewalk or like, <laughs> you know, chop her finger off or something crazy. Or think the internet is watching her. And or yeah, or get lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, there was a time when it caused me a great deal of anxiety because um, I'd be worried about her because she would make these very crazy, weird choices that uh, I thought were endangering her. I've gotten better. Burn down the house with the microwave. Bring down the house of microwave. I've I've gotten better about it, but um, but <laughs> she does get very very mad though when I when I try and like say maybe you shouldn't drive and and uh, whatnot. But Joey, uh, yes, sir, I got this. Say I can do it. I can still. I'm not even joking. My dad and I have been very weird about her driving at night. And then the one time she did, she really did. She called, so she's like, I can do it. I can go by myself. I am, I used to do this all the time. I used to drive to South Central every day for work. I can do it, right? I'm not even joking. I think it's not about catching up. 15 minutes later, she calls us. Um, can somebody come pick me up? I crashed into a curb and popped a tire. <laughs> and so she's like, I didn't know there was a curb there. And I was like, what? Okay. Well, um, I mean, now is a good time because of everything going on. I mean, Joe and I kind of have controls over, not control. Joe lives with his mother, so he knows what she's doing. I've banished my mother to the home. I mean, do you worry at all with your mom right now, the way things are, because you, you can't tie her to the wall? 
I mean, she's had some car accidents. Um, no, no, I mean with the COVID situation driving. kind of stuff. Like right oh. now. No, uh, I don't just have no control over it, so I'm trying not to care. You know? Got it. Got yeah. it. It's what can you do? Got it. You know, uh, yeah, it it, it 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 was something I related to, and 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 that's I think Lawson doesn't worry about his mom, but yeah, what can he do? He's so far away that you have no control. You would all he would do is worry. So uh, and she doesn't work; she's retired now, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. they they go to the, a lot of grocery stores, though. That's kind of a um, thing that they do a lot of. Yeah, my parents are freaked out by that. Freaked out. So uh, anyway. are they getting along now, or are they killing each other? No, they're getting along fine. I'm, we'll see what happens today, but the same amongst is fine. Um, okay, uh, so that was that theme. Now let me gird my loins for the next theme. <sighs> Dating a younger guy, Boo Hacker. Your thoughts on this? Hmm. Uh, what, I, what do you mean? What, what my thoughts? The theme? I. I I have no thought. I mean, I, I, I think it was much more taboo in the eighties, and now I think it's just non-existent. Mm-hmm. I also think Kevin coming from the LGBT culture, it's it's truly non-existent. You know what I mean? Like people do it all the time. You always see these older guys and younger men. It's it's just it's not. I and mean, look, back in the day, dating somebody who was more than. I would say eight years was like the threshold, mm-hmm. and it was usually dating a, a girl could get date a guy who's eight years older and it's okay. If a guy dated a girl who's eight years younger, it's okay. If it went the opposite direction, a woman dating a man who was eight years younger than her, that still was not acceptable. And I think it's still looked upon funny now when you see, yeah. you know, for example, Keanu Reeves. Is it Keanu Reeves I'm thinking of? No, I think, I yeah. think, his, I, I think you think that, but I think the woman's around his age. No, but that's my point, though. Did you oh. see? Because she looks older, mm-hmm. how even now people still went nuts. Mm-hmm. She let her hair go natural. There is a weird double standard because I noticed that it, I think it has a lot to do with power structure because, sure. you know, people make fun of me and, and whatnot. But have you ever seen those? There's a lot of memes about it. One of them's a chart, but it shows how Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends are always like 22 or 23. No matter how old he is, when he was 22, 23, they were 22, 23, and now he's, Leonardo DiCaprio is literally like, I think six months older than me or something, right? He's the same age as I am. And his girlfriend now is like 22 or 23. I don't see the problem. (laughs) No, I'm not saying there's a problem, but like, that's exactly it. But like, it's like, oh, Joe, because you're a monster. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this loss? What do you think? Leonardo's 45. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's 45. Okay. And um, I my thoughts on it are well, I feel like for a little bit, um, just kind of going personal. Mm-hmm. I feel like as I was aging, my window of like <laughs> what I was attracted to started getting wider and wider. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly, in the last maybe five years, my window has kind of snapped up a bit, and so I find myself being attracted to kind of like personalities and conversations a lot more than just you know that 22 year old ass do you get me no i get you um you know it's one of these things where uh you know god i don't really want to talk about this um i reconnected with aiden 
recently. I think it was the quarantine. Uh, hold, hold, uh, hold, hold. I'll talk about this more in this Joba Tansen detail. But yeah, I'll other, never hear it then. Yeah, the other day there was this phone call where I think for both of us, and it was what's funny it was an amazing phone call. But at the very end of it, uh, at the phone call, both of us were like, "Ugh." Right, and I'll go into detail on this job of tense, but it was uh, one of the things where I go like, I don't want this, right? And I think, and, and by the way, I think the feeling was very mutual, and so uh, I want to. It's it's funny. I I am attracted to personality. I'm, I but I think I'm right now. I'm still at the looks thing, but personality goes a long way. You know, like for instance, actually, just related to RuPaul's Drag Race. People thought I'd be really into this GG good, and I was like, mm, not really. Nope, not your type. But the more I get her to see her personality, I'm becoming more attracted to her. Does that make sense? Or also, same thing with Crystal. I really like She's Crystal's. A child. Who is it? I know. But I'm just saying, um, even Crystal, I'm like, oh, she's cute. I like her personality. I, wish, I really do wish I had. I have a friend who, and I, I've always admired this. Has always pretty much just liked, and as he ages, like his taste age, so like maybe like plus three, minus three around him, and as he ages, that it just continues. Like God, I wish I had that. I wish, I really do. My life would be so much easier. Do you know how jealous I am of this Taylor the Latte Boy and Babalu? Right. By the way, Why? no, you know what? Related. Why not Joey and Kevin? We don't know if Kevin exists, but right. get him on camera. Sure. Kevin. Kevin. He's not here. He's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Canada. He yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he went, no. no, actually, he went to the Sterlings, picked me up cat litter. By the way, yeah. he, and he never came back. For Easter. I got to go pick up cat litter. That was in 1998. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, have you guys seen Babalu's brother, Gabriel? No. no. Oh, my God. He is my age. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I think he's, like, 43 or 44. He lives in Los uh-huh. Angeles. He is gay. He is smoking hot, right? Smoking hot. Let me see if I can find him. But you know it's... there's a lot of mental illness in that family, right? Is there really? Well, you've met Baba Lou. You've heard stories of yeah. the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Joe is like, yes, he's a little crazy. <laughs> Which is how Joe yeah. likes them. He's attainable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think... Joe's being dressed um, up in the Easter Bunny with a gas mask and going to drop off a basket for mm-hmm. uh, Cameron. Doesn't Bubba Lou have like a, some issues about this and we shouldn't talk about it too much? About me wanting to date his brother? No, I know he and Taylor t- joke about it. Um, I'm going me- to message you his... Um, wait, Aiden follows him? <laughs> anyway can you guys see his uh instagram handle no yeah all right um oh yeah smoking hot uh, but um but going to personality uh taylor, <laughs> taylor has told me he's like i don't know if you guys are compatible personality wise well, that's a nice way of saying I don't want you in my family. No, I've told him. I go, I'm going to be your brother-in-law. And he laughs. I go, uh, you're going to have Baba Lou, and I'm going to have Baba too. Oh, my God. Mm. He is. Wow. And his teeth are beautiful. Wait, how are you seeing him? On Instagram. Oh, and he's tall. And I'm not going to. He. 
The only spot that he looks like Babalu is in the eyes. I can't. I don't know if I'm going to read into that or not. No, I mean you can look in his eyes and they have the same eyes, but like their nose isn't the same, their bone structure isn't the same, their body structure isn't the same. I mean it's they're they're they look very different. I mean Bob, no, that's not shoveling shit. Babalu is is he knows he he's stocky. Babalu is shorter, not really short, but he's shorter and stocky. And this guy is very tall and very lean and and uh, angular. That's funny, Joe. How'd you do that? <laughs> no, it's. I, I'm not saying anything that I regret saying. It's the truth. Uh, it's like my brother and me. They look very. Oh, that must be his sister too. She's cute. All right. So Lawson, like, I because you have not been the most uh, approving of my dating choices, correct? Yeah, I think age is like kind of secondary, though. I have um, also not approved of your dating choices. Well, yeah, yeah, I think the Cameron one was weird. Yeah, because of age um, or because he's a horrible human being? Okay, tell me which one you think wasn't weird, Mike, because you've known longer. I've yet to see one that I don't think is odd, peculiar, weird, and just danger. Yeah, I think Cameron, though, was like, um, you guys, like, lived in the same kind of geographic area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is ni- which oh, is nice. oh, right, 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 right. I would agree with that. Um, But the age, I don't know. I d- what what are you asking me? <laughs> All right, let's go on to the trivia for this episode. Uh, a lot, lots of weird stuff to talk about here with that. Um, look, now we know Rose is adopted, right? But they never mention. They don't mention this episode. The Rose is adopted. Um, also, I guess it's the first mention of how old ish uh, Blanche is. The woman who played Alma Lindstrom, Jeanette Nolan. Uh, born in 1911, died in 1998, only 10 years older than uh, Betty White, playing her mother, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she died in 1998. Very, uh, when you look at it, very accomplished uh, character actress. Uh, did a lot of voiceover work, was a voice on The Rescuers, was a voice on, um, I want to say, The Fox and the Hound, maybe? Uh, was in a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, She's just cute. Yeah. Uh, was in the movie The Horse Whisperer. In fact, it was her last role. And then what's funny is the guy that played Dirk, he did a, a couple of guest appearances in the 80s, and then in, after 87, after an appearance on It's a Living, that's the last we ever see of him. Charles Hill is his name. I don't AIDS. know his age or anything. Did he really die of AIDS? Oh, I don't know. I, I just made that up. Cause oh, I wonder AIDS if he is did. funny. Yeah. Well, maybe Hilarious. he, maybe he um, like just quit acting. Maybe. He, like, got a job as a teacher or something yeah like, I, just, you know didn't open up wide enough yeah um okay there's a at a moment where blanche tells a story and the punchline of the story the guy that hit on her when she was 17 was andy griffith television star andy griffith star of the andy griffith show and matlock uh for the younger set they might not know who he is he was like a big tv star kind of like america's uncle kind of thing wouldn't you say boo hecker um, I can't whistle. Yeah, I mean, everybody's probably knows that by that. Wait, hold on. You don't know how to whistle? I'm not very good at it. Lawson, you try. It's better. Wait, wait. 
That's Joe Batanz. That's how Joe Batanz lures the young boys out. Yeah, I just whistle. I just whistle themes like like video game theme songs. Uh, Uh, Anyway, uh, Andy Griffith had a television show called The Andy Griffith Show, very famous about Mayberry and all the older people who know what it was. Yeah, lots of characters and TV shows that came out of it. And that, that would take a whole episode of doing talking about Andy Griffith, and then he was on Matlock in the eighties. In fact, that probably would have been on around that time. Yep, yep, yeah. So a big TV star named Andy Griffith. That's who he was. Then they, uh, Blanche tells Dorothy says she goes that the story was longer than I think than a Sidney Sheldon, and she make a storybook or something. Okay, so I looked up Sidney Sheldon. I couldn't find anything about the length of the Sidney Sheldon book, but there was reference that a lot of his books and his mystery books, he was a, he was like actually one of the most successful authors of all time. Yeah. The Sidney Sheldon novels, they used to be the ones that like you could get at the checkout. They'd be like yeah. right around there. The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he used to be, I didn't know this was a television and film producer before he, at, after the age of 50, he started writing books and oh, they I became very popular. One of the most, like I said, one of the most, uh, popular authors of all time like had sold so many books and i guess a lot of his books were popular with women because they were about women overcoming adversity in these very troubled times and men who were trying to stop them so maybe it was one of those references too about Uh and then dorothy asks sophia she's told when blanche leaves the room right and she tells Sophia, she goes, she's told that story before, right? And she goes, yeah, but last time it was a this and a that, and it was a John Cameron Swayze. Now, I had no reference. Now, the one thing he I was a say, game show host. He was a game show host. He was the sixth cousin, by the way, of actor Patrick Swayze. See, that I wasn't sure. I, I looked it up. Yeah, they were sixth cousins. Uh, and um, he was a, a newscaster first, and then he was a game show host, and he used to do these Timex commercials. He did them for mm-hmm. 20 years, and he would have been very famous for the game shows and the Timex commercials. Uh, Timex if you watch. saw him, he would, you, he would at least strike a memory. I, I looked at him. I didn't remember him at all. Like, if you saw the Timex commercial. I looked at Timex. I looked at YouTube videos. Oh, really? And then mm. I had no memory of him. Um, I was raised by TV, I Lawson, guess. do you have any memory of him or lo- know who he is? No, not yeah. at all. Uh, later, In fact, when it happened on the show, when uh-huh. he said it, I was like, "Yes, Joe's going to explain who this is." <laughs> yeah. He was, an, he was actually, you know, I can, I read his Wikipedia. He's actually kind of important in that. In the fifties, they didn't really do news broadcasts, uh, so he was sort of the first one. They NBC did like a, a, a daily like little news bit. News wasn't seen as a big thing then. And then uh, I think Walter Cronkite was like his his assistant or something. So like he's the one that ushered in. Um, you know, this era of TV broadcasting, even though his style well, was very different. The biggest change in TV news broadcasting actually happened during the Reagan administration, where Reagan changed the law where where uh, news organizations could be private entities. Yeah. Uh, hence, that's how, you know, Fox News got started. Meaning before, when you did a news broadcast, they had to be literally fair and balanced. They had to have equal time. So if they invited Donald Trump on... They would also invite Joe Biden on for equal amount of time. Unlike now, where, you know, CBS or CNN can just put on Biden and not even ask Trump to come on and vice versa. I think the Fair Time Act is still a thing, Buecker. I think what you're talking about is. No, it's not. Check it out. Mm. I promise you it's not. It, it was changing the Reagan administration. Uh, hopefully. Nope, we'll check. Humble I Pie. could be wrong. Humble Pie, could you please research that for me? Uh,. But it's it's the Reagan's that made the Reagan administration that made uh, that privatized 
the news shows. Well, no, I know that they deregulated. That's how CNN came to be. CNN was first. It was in the early right. 80s. In the old days, I wish it was like that. News was seen as a loss leader. Um, yes, yes. And so the, yes. The, 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 it was seen as like a, 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 almost like a donation from the network's part for the public good, you know, that they were offering news programs. And they didn't – they put money in it, but they were something good for the community. They didn't do it to make money. So anyway uh, – Okay, uh, so then, okay, so then next, and these ones might not be as, they make a reference to something called a princess phone, because Re- Blanche says she wants a good body with a nice oh, phone. I wanted one of those in the worst way when Do I was Do you want little. to explain what those were, Boo Hecker? The princess phones, it was like Miss Piggy's phone. That I, It was one of those little phones that, that had like the, they were metal, so they were raised up. I'm trying to describe it, but it's like a square base that it's raised up, and then it had the little metal prongs, and then the phone went over it. It looked very ornate. It looked like something you'd see the Queen of England have. So it has a sleek body. No, okay, so I looked up the princess phone. Am I talking? Did I? Am I thinking of two different things? Yes. Yes. So the oh, princess a princess phone, phone are are the are, oh, I actually had one of those. Yeah. The princess phones were these like they 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 decided to market towards women with telephones, and they were yeah, these I, slender phones that when you lifted them, a light would light up the numbers, and they came in like pretty colors. And uh, you would you typically want to have them by your bedside. They wouldn't be your main phone. It'd be like a, a yeah. Phone I actually had. They didn't hook up on the wall. They were they were a table. I yeah, am. I actually did have one of those. Yeah, my grandma used to have them. Yeah, I, uh, they'd be kind of funny to have now. But uh, that was a princess phone. Uh, oh, okay, the phone that I was okay. Here, let me just explain. Yeah, the phone that I was that I was thinking of is a is called a princess French, a French princess phone. Mm-hmm. Is what I was describing. If you look it up, and actually, these ones have a round base. For some reason, I thought they had a square base. But if you look at a French princess phone, that uh-huh. was the one that I wanted. Yeah, oh, there's uh, a square base. All right, you know what I was talking about, right? No, send me a picture, uh, and then uh, put it in the funny pages. Um, and then uh, finally, now, I don't know how well known this would be to the younger set. I'm always thinking Gen Z here, but they made mm-hmm. a joke about defrosting Walt Disney. Okay, and uh, there was this. Let Mike tell this one. Mike uh, has to know this. Mike, go ahead. Uh, for some reason, Boo Hecker wants you to tell this one. I just think it. Uh, tell me if there's more to it than this. That there's like a urban legend that yeah. Disney had his head frozen or maybe his whole body frozen. Yeah, cryogenic at, at death. Yeah, so um, that he could be brought back to life. But urban legend. Urban legend. Um, oh, I thought it was real. No, it's an urban legend. Um, yeah. And the family's repeatedly denied this and finds it very offensive that they would think that. Um, also, you know, when you read the story, um, Disney f- died fairly quickly after finding out he had lung cancer. It was like a matter of weeks. Like, it was like he found out and within a month he was dead. You know, he had What a, year did he die? I want to say like 67 or 69 around there. Do you think it was foul play? No, he had lung cancer. He used to smoke like a fucking chain. Train. Oh, I thought Donald Duck did it. No, and you know what's a weird, another weird story about Walt Disney's death? Is it's so it's so weird. I find it to be one of the most interesting things ever. As he lay dying in his bed, uh, the last communication he ever had, he asked for a pen. He couldn't talk. He asked for a pen and paper, and for mm-hmm. some unknown reason that no one understands why, he just wrote down the name Kurt Russell, <laughs> right? And that was the last thing he ever wrote or said was the name Kurt Russell on a paper. And no one understands why he wrote that. Weird. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. 
So that's and so do you ever heard have you heard the other urban legend now that the only reason uh Disney named the movie Frozen so that when you typed in Disney Frozen, it only brought up um the movie Frozen? Weird. I mean that's not I mean that's kinda smart. You gotta know your Googles. Uh-huh. Let huh. me see. I got let, I want to Google Disney Frozen. Don't you think it still comes up on the first page? Let it go. Let it go. Wait. No, no. So like number four is Walt Disney's body frozen. But it is buried among the other just regular frozen stuff. I still think it is. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on this episode? Uh, no, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Lawson, I mean, uh, we'll start with Boo Hecker. Boo Hecker, uh, how many cheesecakes do you give this episode? I'll give it six. Six six cheesecakes. Okay. Uh, Lawson? Weirdly, and I think this might be the first time ever, I'm giving it seven. Oh, Higher really? than Boo Hecker. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just actually wish it was two separate episodes because mm-hmm. I felt that some storylines got stunted because of that. Yeah. I feel this is the first. I time really liked that the guy wants to fuck her, even though he reminds her of mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to try to get. I'm I'm choosing to play nice because we know Joe can't John, uh, Mike can't admit when he's wrong, so I'm going to choose to play nice. Yeah, it sounds like it. But yep. Tance, what's your score? I think it's funny that we all have three different scores. To me, this is a solid five. The definition of a five. Like, it was fine, but there's nothing special about it. We never hear about Rose's mother ever again. Really? We don't know when she dies. We never... I mean, we hear about her, but we never hear about her alive or, like, any of that kind of shit. Like, we never hear about her dying or do an episode of her dying. Visiting or Which you think would play... It would be really smart to, like, do an episode of, like, oh, mom died now. Let's go and mourn her, you know? I kind of thought about that. Like, why... I mean, if she's this old and the show's on for this many years, there's a good chance she's going to die during this. But they you know don't what's uh, funny too it. is, um, you know, they haven't established Saint Olaf yet. Uh, she's told stories before, but she hasn't said Saint Olaf. Mm-hmm. But you would think that she and the at least the mother would be much more um, either dumb because that's how they portrayed Rose, like simple, mm-hmm. yeah, or. Telling stories about saying a lot about you know like you know Sven the Cheese Man you know or like uh, or have at least a Minnesota accent nothing it's just she's a uh, your standard issue central casting yeah. old lady mom and yeah so, interesting all right well all right well let's call it a day there you know Lawson I want to tell you something and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart because it's been like I think oh, a little I think we it's been twenty years since March that we've known each hey. other. So, uh, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, ditto. Boo Hacker? Yeah. Everybody. Thank you for listening to Shady Pine, the limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Boo Hacker on Facebook. Uh, Joey and last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R and you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz it's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast <laughs> <laughs>